Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We stream live on YouTube and Facebook. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Looking ahead. Cowboys are also looking ahead, but we're going to take a small step back. Dallas is focusing on building momentum, says Dak Prescott. But I got three guys from Saturday's game that play well, play specific roles that I think the Cowboys are going to have to count on building on top of that. Moving forward into the playoffs, the rest of the way, the regular season into the playoffs. Three of them, one, two, three. Y'all can talk to me about a few uh, of other guys. That's what I call them. The other guys. We'll talk about that later in the show. In the roundup, we got some numbers that are backing up what my eyes are telling me. Shady. What my eyes are telling me when I'm watching the tape, when I'm watching the games. And it's a troubling trend. And we got to talk about it a little bit because they need to tweak some things if they're going to go into the playoffs with better momentum in regards to this one specific thing. And then we get an update on the practice report. Uh, today, easy, quick show, maybe one of the quickest shows I'll probably do. We got got a meeting uh, a little bit later to, to talk about tomorrow. Tomorrow, we'll talk about the Titans fully with the Titans group over in Nashville. So uh, we're not really going to cover the Titans today. We'll just save it all for tomorrow, and then we have the game we'll be covering for the game day live. Good morning, Cowboys Nation. Good morning, Bomb Squad. I see certain folks got the wrong show today, but it's all good. We here. We live. This is A to Z Sports Live with your boy Skywalker Steel. Take that other energy elsewhere, Cowboys Nation. Listen, before I get into football talk, I woke up. I don't I didn't watch the Dallas Mavericks game, but I saw the Dallas Mavericks, you know, one and I looked at Lucas box score 60, 20, 10. What? First time in NBA history that's happened? That's crazy. And, you know, part of me, I have to adopt. I'm pointing over here because I got a, a Mavericks hat right here. I kind of got to adopt the Mavericks being here in Dallas, man. And I did get a chance to see Luke in the playoffs last year. Uh, me and Vach, and if Vach is watching this, he's probably laughing because where we were uh, in the stadium or in the arena. But, man, Luca is something else, fam. He is something I mean, and I don't know how the media treats him. You know, I don't really get into the NBA media at this point in time. I'm I'm all about the Cowboys at this moment, NFL. But bro, 60, 20, and 10, you can't you you can't deny the greatness of that performance, right? Or are there people that are like the NFL fans or they like that with Luca? I, I don't know. I don't watch it. But I woke up, saw that, listened to the radio, uh, was hearing them talk about the 60, 20, and 10 game. And it's crazy. And this is coming from a guy that's watched Kobe forever. And I've seen him drop crazy games. But 60-20-10 is wild. Absolutely wild, Cowboys Nation. Um, here's a call-in line. Again, we are. it's going to be a very quick show. So um, if you guys want to get in, get in where you can fit in. 351-999-3787. 351-999-3787 is a call-in line. I'll get to some calls. Um, and, and then honestly, like I said, it won't be long. Now I know I've said that before, but I'm serious about today. So get in where you can fit in Cowboys nation. Let's get to this roundup though. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up boys. Hey, yo. So yesterday, I, I, was it yesterday? Yeah, first time I did the show this week. I came on, I said, hey, man, the last couple weeks, the, the, the way the Cowboys been running been weird. I don't like it. And I'm listening to the radio. And shout out to my guy, Bobby Bell, who I actually, I'll disagree with Bobby a little bit later on in the show. But Bobby did the research, and he said this right here. The Cowboys over the last two weeks rank first in rushing attempts on first and second down. Okay, that's about right. My eyes have 
been telling me that. And they're 24th in yards per carry on said downs. Okay, that's about right. My eyes kind of been telling me that as well. Thus putting them in continuous third and long situations. You know, listen, I'm all about running the ball, right? And it's and, and listen, this is a bit predictable the last two weeks. We don't, we don't want to become predictable. And I'm not about volume. I'm not about running to hit a number like it seems like the Cowboys want to do all the time. I'm about efficiency and I'm about the how, right? And they have to be better in how they run the ball. You watch the last two weeks, even the success that they had against Jacksonville was like, okay. If it's working against Jacksonville, cool. If that's what you want to do, continue to run out the shotgun and using Noah Brown as a wide guard, fine, right? But I don't think you can live off of that. And it felt like we got a little lazy against this Eagles defense, and maybe we 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 looked at them and got a bit arrogant in the sense that we can just go ahead and do the same thing. And it really wasn't even the same thing. It was just running out of shotgun or just man mano y mano trying to run at these dudes. I say it all the time. When we were talking about this matchup, this ain't the team that you could just line up and be like, hey, we're going to beat you. Mano y mano <laughs> in the ground game. You got to be creative. There was no creativity in the run game aside from fourth and one. And you wonder why it didn't work. Well, you can't keep putting this offense in, in, in third and long situations. So the troubling trend, while yes, you can say it's running on first and second downs, that is troubling. If you're going to be first in the league and doing that, I mean, you got a quarterback like Dak. I don't think you need to run the ball in first and second. We're not the Seattle Seahawks. Run, run, pass. You don't need to do that. But when you do run, this still is an offense that I think needs to have some type of creativity in how they run. I thought we saw that. I thought we were getting to a point where Kellen was becoming a bit creative in his run game. Now we're getting a bit lazy, and that that makes me nervous i said this yesterday it makes me nervous because if he's going to get lazy in how he runs that means he's going to rely on dak prescott to bail him out and on third downs among qualified quarterbacks this year dak is second in ypa yards per pass attempt on third downs he's tied for fifth and third down touchdowns he's second in touchdown percentage on third downs and he's fourth in 20 yard gains on third downs so when i come on here and i say I can give a damn about the dude calling the plays. It's the guy throwing the rock. That is why the Cowboys are X, Y, and Z in yards and touchdowns and percentage and third down. And it's Dak. He's not being put in favorable situations, but he's bailing them out. I would much rather it be the other way around. I'd much rather it be put in third and short, or maybe not third down at all sometimes. Huh? But I'd much rather it this OC, this offense. Get into favorable situations. Because I don't believe you can sustain that four times in a row in the playoffs. So this troubling trend needs to be tweaked. And I'm more so talking about how they're going to do it. Because I, I don't like the fact that they run, run, pass. That's, come on, man. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to lean on the ground, like we talk about leaning on the ground, but really leaning on it like that, then you got to be better in how you do it. That's all I'm saying. Let's get the Tuesday's practice report, which feels like a, let's call it a Friday, because today would be Saturday. Tomorrow's the game. So is today this week is really weird. But Tuesday practice report, I guess you could say it's a bit concerning. Tony Pollard didn't practice for the second time in a row. He's dealing with a thigh issue, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit torn on this one. Now, Jerry Jones came out and said he looks good, and we are counting on him playing versus the Titans. Why well, look at TP as one of your top three most important players on offense? And on the other side, which we'll talk about tomorrow with the Titans, Zach and Austin over at ADZ Sports Nashville, they seem to be resting dudes. I mean, whether it be resting guys because they don't have the bodies, and generally they legitimately are hurt, or they're like, hey, listen, this game means nothing, which it technically does not mean anything to the Titans because it all comes down to week 18. They may not be playing, guys. Like, King Henry may not play at all. 
We know Malik Willis is going to be the quarterback who he's just not good quarterback right now. Offensive line is in shambles. They don't have receivers. Defense is missing some key players. Jeffrey Simmons probably won't play. He did it. He was a DMP again. So I look at this Tony Pollard thing and I say, well, should he play? Should, should he play? He's dealing with a thigh. I want TP to be healthy, man. So I, if you had to ask me right now, I'm leaning more towards just go ahead and rest him because he's legitimately dealing with something. I'm not resting him out of fear that, oh, we got to keep all our fresh guys. And then if he's legitimately dealing with something, then yeah, you rest him. Michael Parsons had a hand thing going on. It was wrapped yesterday, but he said it's not going to sideline him. He was limited. Uh, Leighton Vanderesh didn't practice again. Don't expect him to play. But he was on the resistant cord, so he is trending towards being available for the playoffs. If Dallas secures this victory and, and Philly wins, then, yeah, you start resting guys week 18 because you can't finish any worse than fifth seed. Uh, if Philly loses and you go into week 17, we don't know what time the Cowboys play, so that'll be interesting. I wonder if they look at Leighton and say, well, maybe we could use you, but... Regardless, you're in the playoffs. I, I think you can you can possibly get by resting late in these last three games and just seeing if he can be available for the playoffs. Speaking about the Titans and what they're doing over there, it seems like the Cowboys players do not care. And, and, and I like that mentality. We don't really care what's going on over there, says Ezekiel Elliott. And, and Dak specifically talked about building momentum. He said, honestly... I don't ever really care what they're doing on the other side. It's about us building momentum and gaining confidence each game and moving forward as we play the last two games out and move over into the postseason. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about I love how this schedule was set up, right? You got the the fighting Jacksonville Jaguars who are coached well, good quarterback, good offense, and, and they gave the Cowboys a fight. A fight that the Cowboys should have won, but they didn't. The Eagles, well, we didn't know Jalen Hurts was going to get hurt, but nonetheless, still a division game. You had to win it. Good defense, right? Still a good offense. They needed to play that type of opponent, and this time they finished that type of opponent as opposed to last year. This week, you kind of get one of those Washington football people games from last year when it was COVID and they were playing all these backups and things like that. Well, not our fault, right? So this isn't one of those games. But next week, if you win, if the Eagles lose, you still are playing for something. So I'm with them. Build this momentum. You want to put positive tape, positive energy heading into the playoffs. And I'm talking about real energy, not we're playing the Eagles third string and we put off 56 points. Not that kind of energy, right? Like real legitimate uh, momentum. And, and I hate to use the term figuring out who you are because we're in week 15, right? We should know who we are. But certain things have been reset, right? You got T.Y. Hilton's back. You know, not back. He's being integrated in this situation, right? The cornerback two spot. How do the Cowboys address that? Put a pin in that because we'll talk about that a little bit later. So there's things that they got to build momentum on with, period, aside from just playing uh, well. But seeing who can do what for you, given there's new players involved at, at very important positions. So Dak's right. We got to build this momentum, Cowboys Nation. Got to build this momentum. So that's this morning's roundup, which of the three, I think obviously that that troubling trend sticks out the most to me. Uh, that that first down run, second down run thing, that I, I, don't, I don't think the Cowboys can live like that in the playoffs. I think we kind of see that before with this franchise. First down run, second down run, third down pass. And now when you're not being productive with first down run, second down run, you're putting yourself in third and longs. Can't have it. You can't have that compounded with strange play calling common sense lacking decision making in regards to how you're, you're calling these plays and glitching you can't have all of that and, and, and rolled up into one heading into the playoffs so maybe that's another thing they need to build momentum on clean up the how clean up the process need to be a well-oiled machine going into these playoffs man because it, it's looking like you're gonna have to rely on that offense it's looking like it's looking like that right now we'll see what happens over the next two weeks though We'll see what happens. All right, y'all jumped in here on these phones. So, so one, two, three. Um, I'll give it, I'll give it a few more minutes to keep it open. And then I'm about to lock them up because we'll just we'll just roll with these once I get to these other guys. So, 
Let me get to a couple, and then I'll talk about three of the guys. One of them isn't really an other guy, but the way they use them is something I wish they would continue to do. But we'll, we'll get to the three guys that I think they'll need to build on top of their momentum. And two of them might surprise you, so just, just hold tight and bear with me when I, when I say these things. But uh, let's, let's get to the phone lines, man. The Pulse of the Nation phone lines presented by the Cochran Firm. My guys Larry and Brian down at the Cochran Firm have been protecting, serving, and fighting for this DFW area community since 2005. We are still in the holiday season, so people are still out there doing their thing. And if they're out there doing their thing, that means they're driving. And you know how it is around here in Dallas. So if you get into any type of accident or anything of that sort, and you need some legal representation, hit up my guys, Larry and Brian, at the Cochran Firm. 1-800-THE-FIRM. Or schedule your free consultation today at CochranTexas.com. Oh, good, my good Reading morning. brother. Good morning, sir. How are you? Oh, good morning. God bless you and the show and the family, like always. I, I just want to say, you know, like I was listening to to what you were saying, and you do got a lot of points on the running aspect. You know, they do got to be more creative. But my point about the you know, because I know you know, you probably say that I stressed the the running game a lot. But thing is, like with the passing game. Because remember, when they pass, the clock seems to get shorter. You know what I'm saying? And the people, the, the defense, the other side of the ball gets the ball faster. You, you, you understand what I'm trying to say? I, I suppose. I mean, but the Cowboys aren't having trouble with three and outs. The Cowboys are the number one third down or number two third down team in the league in regards to third down percentage. So, you know, if they're not turning the I ball over, they're usually staying on the field. And, okay. and Dak is has one of the highest completion percentages since he's been back. So it's not like he's, he's completing fifty two percent of his passes. So the clock is stopping, mm-hmm. and you're getting off the field in the defense. You know, in theory, if you had a terrible offense, you protect your def in a terrible defense. You protect your defense by just running and playing. You know, hold the ball, right? Hold the clock. But I, I don't think the Cowboys need to do that. Yeah, too. Okay, but um, and then also too, because see, we're kind of more. By him making a pass the way he does, he puts us in a lot of predicaments that's put in our defense, like I said, back on the field. And that, like in a playoff, that's, that's not a good recipe because that's a good recipe for, for failure. And I think if maybe if he just start pulling the guards, you know, you can get some guards pulling like the young, the young, the, the Tyler kid, help him, you know, like get him out there. And with the running backs, maybe that'll help. And then also use the little bubble screens just just like, you know, use the long handoff plays. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't right. have to always be like straight out the play. Right. But just like you say, be more creative because the running game, I always, I always believe that it's very important. Not saying that it's the most important, but it is important. No one, yeah, no one's discrediting the importance of the running game. The, 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 the point of the first and second down runs and being 24th in yards per carry um, is, is to illustrate that you're putting, you're not helping your team. You're, you're hurting your team by putting them in third and longs and you're asking your quarterback to continue to bail you out yeah. because you're not you're, you're not doing anything on first and second downs to to make it easier, right? Yeah. And, and the way you're doing it is bad. Well, at least yeah, last game it was. Thing, because the thing about it is that, like you say, you do got to have um, productive running plays and that's what we need. I don't. I just. I don't know. I just kind of more with them. Some passing pay skills us. Let's see what happens. I hope it works for us. But God bless you in the show. But we got to get it together with, with that running game. Okay. All right. God bless you in the show, like always. Appreciate you, Miss Ryan. All right. Yeah. See, I, I'm not scared of the of the passing game, right? Because I got I got Dak Prescott as my quarterback. I, I'm scared of Kellen glitching, and me and Jesse talk about this like. We can't have Dak glitching and Kellen glitching at the same time. I think that happened at the end of the game. Uh, they both glitched at the same time. The play call and then Dak, instead of throwing it out of bounds, he takes the sack, uh, which took him back nine more yards. So I'm not, you know, if Dak got to throw the ball, like I know a lot of y'all don't like the guy, but I, I'm, I'm fine with Dak throwing the ball because I still, look, we ran the ball, what, 29 times? So we're still running the rock. Again, it, it's just about the how. And it's about the purpose, dribbling with a purpose. 
and and not running to meet a quota, not running to meet a number, like not being these cops out there just writing tickets to meet a quota. We don't want to do that. We want to run with a purpose, man. And I'm getting a little worried. We're getting a little bit lazy uh, with that. And I don't want to get into the postseason and we fall into the trap that we fell into last year against the Niners, where they were just running just to, all right, cool, we're just going to mix it up and run. And, but we're really throwing the rock. 40 times. Like we, we don't want to get to that. We, we, we still want to, to remain balanced, but just don't be lazy in how you're doing it is all I'm saying. If that makes sense. Let me lock these up. We're getting, getting a lot of people up in. Uh, Reek. What's good, man? Yo, what up? What's going on? What's, what's up, going on, Sky? Cowboy Nation. Like, share, and subscribe, and all that good stuff. Yo, this is what I got to say. I, I agree with you, man. Because Kellen Moore be putting Dak in messed up situations, man. That's why Dak be getting hurt sometimes because he's passing the damn ball too much. And and then some of the time other people get hurt, it look weird when we pass him all the time. My thing is like this. Kellen Moore has to go – he has to play to his strength. He needs to call play calls to his strength. You got something that the league doesn't have right now. You got You got four tight ends. You got three young tight ends. I need to quit seeing. I don't need to keep seeing Dalton Schultz out here by his damn self. He can't shoot nobody. He can't outrun nobody. You need he's a possession type of tight end. You got some tight ends over some young tight ends out here with some wiggle. We need to build Belichick every damn body in the playoffs. Because when they all when them tight ends on the field, it's hard for them to stop us in our running game and it gives Dak Dak more options out there on the field. With these guys, you know what I'm saying. I understand we got T.Y. Hilton. We need to use him to the best of our abilities. But if you got these tight ends and you know that they can get open and we can move the ball down the field, we can score with these dudes. He need to use that, man. You know what I mean? Because it's hard for people to stop what we got going on. I want to beat Tom Brady at his own damn game. Cause I, I sat here and watched some of that game they played the other night with the Tampa. Uh, I forgot the other team they were playing, but I watched that game a little bit at the end, and he dived them down the field with the damn running backs. You know what I'm saying? When his, when his running backs, he dived them all the way down the field and scored. You know what I mean? And it looked like they was going to lose the game. So it was like Kelly needed to quit running away from his strengths trying to uh, Peyton Manning everybody. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the game, he wanted that to uh, throw down the field all the damn time. I understand it's a time and a place for that. I'm happy that they're finally throwing the ball to C.D. Lamb a little bit more and getting him more involved. Well, let, 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 I again, do like again, that. I think we have to separate the two, right? Like, I'm not trying to de- defend him, but in that game against the Eagles, it, it wasn't about mm-hmm. throwing the ball around the field. Like, like, it was about management. I talk about it all the time. Game management doesn't necessarily mean the end of games. Game management can mean mm-hmm. specific situations. Really, the only time that I was like upset that why why are we just dropping back throwing it the way we're throwing it was at the end of the game where they did the play action, and then on the the second and long when they took a sack, you came right back and you went empty shotgun, no protection, and they sacked you again. Those are the only two times yeah. I was really complaining about them throwing the rock uh, because Dak was dicing them up. My issue in that game was about how they were running the rock, not the volume of of which they were running the rock. They still ran the ball enough but it was the how that bugged me that was making me say am I watching this or are we why are we just trying to why are we acting like our offensive line is better than the defensive line it's not it's not and if you go back basically he's doing a Jason Gary kind of and if you go back and watch how the Cowboys (laughs) won on the ground in Philly it wasn't lining up mano e mano and beating them because you couldn't do that it it was using Noah Brown coming they had a play and just just bear with me here Cowboys Nation I personally don't like to use Noah Brown as the wide guard consistently. They love to do that. I'd much rather, I agree with you with the tight ends. Bring in your tight ends. Allow your tight ends, who are bigger body guys, to deal with these defensive ends and some of these, these linebackers. They like to bring Noah Brown in and, and have him kind of scrape inside. That worked last week. It wasn't working this mm-hmm. week, and, but they kept doing it. Yeah. But the one time that it did work is when they, instead of bringing Noah Brown inside and just having him kind of just find a guy on, on his left, They at, at snap motion or after the, the snap, they kind of cross-faced Noah Brown to the other side. He he, uh, I think he got on top of a linebacker, and it created a big hole for TP, and he got down to the two. That was the biggest game for Tony Pollard in that game, and they never really went back to it, 
right? They never won. If you're going to use Noah Brown, you use him like that. And you know when that worked? That worked in Philly on the goal line when Zeke got that touchdown. That's yeah. how you had to run against Philly. And I just, I'm like, are we are we getting lazy? Are we just, hey, we're going to line up in pistol and we're just going to turn around and hand it off. We're going to line up in two tight end sets and hope that our guards can handle Javon Hargrave and Milton Williams, and they couldn't. So that that is why I was a bit frustrated with the how they ran, not the volume of which they ran. Like, they ran the ball enough. It was just yeah. how they did it. Yeah, I understand because sometimes he just be running the ball just to say, oh, I ran the ball. I can't say nothing about didn't run the ball. Right. But it's like, where's the, creative, the creativeness yeah. about you running? Because when you watch team, teams like San Francisco, they're creative as hell how they run the ball. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't know where where they're running back going. You don't know where their hole opening opening up at, and they get that running back options. What hole do you want to run through? And and we need it's to start doing that because we got two good we got two good running backs that still that that could do their thing if they get the holes open for them. And I think we do need to rest TP this week. I think we need to see what the young boy Davis can do behind Zeke because we already see what he can do behind TP. Yeah. Let's see what he can do behind Zeke. Oh, I like that thought. I like that thought. All right, but good little Sky. I'll holler at you later, Cowboy Nation. Stay up. Peace. Good stuff from – yeah, I I, I like that thought. Um, Let's see where I'm at. I'm trying to find that play for y'all so I can see what I'm talking about. With having Zeke and and Davis – Cause we saw Davis and TP, and I thought I had that. Yeah, here it is. is it? Yep, here it is. Let me see if I can pull this up for y'all. Just bear with me. In fact, let me get one more on the horn. One more on the horn. Then I'm gonna go to my other guys. I'm, one more on the horn. I'm gonna show you the play. Then I'm gonna go to my other guys, and, and then we'll finish out with the, with the phones. Uh, DJ, what's goody, man? Hey, well, good morning, Scott. Good morning, Scott. How you doing, brother? I'm good, bro. How are you? Oh, I woke up this morning feeling fantastic, brother. So, uh, last night we actually got into the film on 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 Roger's side, and I was able, able to see. It. I was 22, so I know exactly what you're talking about with that Noah Brown play. Okay. Uh, and uh, the the main thing I was thinking is just because Noah Brown can bang with pretty much at least against the Eagles, right? Uh, he was banging against defensive ends, against linebackers, and he was – I mean, he may not dominate every exchange, but he got the job done. Uh, yeah, but so, I don't I don't want to have to always be relying on a damn wide receiver to be my extended tight end slash tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, if you're going to do that, then, then be creative with it. There was too many times where we weren't. We were just like, I right. because Because it, it, it was kind of working against the Jags last week where they were motioning Noah Brown in, and then Noah Brown would kind of just – you know, wait for the snap. The snap goes off, and he finds somebody to put a body on because he's a blocking guy, right? But I don't want to fall in love with yeah, that yeah. because you go up against a better. The Niners is going to laugh at you. Please, please, motion Noah Brown. The <laughs> Eagles are going to laugh at you. They're going to say, "Please, please do it." I will run his ass over. And so, you know, when you're going up going up against these better defenses, I think you got to have a better plan of attack. Fair, fair, and, and uh, the main thing because. Generally speaking, yes, no, the, 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 we're used to the offensive line getting in there and winning on a run play more than they were losing. And I feel, especially against the Eagles, it was more 50-50, even if you want to say it was 60-40 on the Eagles' side. The big thing that the Eagles did was they were winning the, the, the count. They would walk down to safety. They would walk down uh, – you know, uh, an extra defender to where, and they would be, it would confuse it because they'd send it from different angles and things like that. Guys are looking like there, there's one play in particular uh, that I think it was Blankenship walks down at the last second and is head up on, on Zach Martin. Zach Martin identified number 57. I, I, I don't know his name. He identified number 57 as a linebacker. So he chips with the artist. And then he's looking for 57. Blankenship goes right behind him, and they did that on multiple occasions on the run game. Where if you look at everybody else, it was blocked pretty okay, but Blankenship messes Sheet. up the whole thing. She. It was many occasions where it was not blocked okay. Many occasions no, 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 where, no, no, where no, the no, offensive no, line no, just no, was, was get getting you. whooped. 
I mean, flat uh, out, flat out, they, their defensive line just owned the Cowboys' offensive line. That, that is the that is the crux of what happened in the run game against the Eagles. There really is nothing else. I don't think that's that that nuanced about what happened in that game. They they could not get the standard push that they were used to throughout the year. And again, that's a credit to the Eagles. They have a good defensive line. That's why I think you have to attack them differently. And if you watch the Eagles Cowboys game in Week Six, watch how they attack the Eagles defensive line and watch how they did it in this game. It's night and day. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and, and Box made the point last night because usually you're dealing with you know two or three different guys and you wear them down as the game goes. But they have so much depth and can rotate so many guys so frequently that you that's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a deepest, different monster. With it's the, the deepest defensive line and, in the league. Yeah, by, by far, by far. I mean, I, I think they got five, six guys just to have in the interior on the tackles, <laughs> yeah. which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ta- it's crazy. Every last one of their tackles will start for this team. Think about that. Milton it's, Williams, Linval yeah, Joseph, the Dominican school, the suit. I bet you all would take him to start. I was one specific position. I ain't even talking about Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. So, yeah. Yeah, no, like, Hankins is their third dude, if you think about it that way. And Hankins is by far our best interior, or has been since he's been. But anyway, but yeah, that, I, I feel you, I feel you, DJ. Let me let me get to the rest of these calls, because I, I really can't be on here yeah. all day. I got to get going here soon, so. I got you, brother. I got you. I'll get up to it. I'll talk to you at three. All right, yes, sir. Well, yeah, we'll be on. All right. Let me let me get to this 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 play that I'm I'm talking about here. Here's Noah Brown. Right here. They they, they love to put Noah Brown in these situations. Oh, there we go. Boom. They love to put Noah Brown in tight, and he'll normally do something like this. He'll just come right here and just block a guy. That's it. And that could work against certain teams. But on this specific play, they're going to have C.D. Lamb come this way. Eye candy. And Noah Brown's going to crack back here. And I believe he's going to get on top of this uh, linebacker and open up uh, this running lane. But let's let the play run out so you can see exactly what I'm talking about. This play sprung Ezekiel Elliott for a touchdown. There we go. I feel like that's how you're going to have to use Noah Brown. Because against a, a team that can play as well as they play against the run... Now, with these new guys, mano mano ain't going to work. And this this play just happened on the other side against Philly, if you guys remember on this side, and Ezekiel uh, Elliott scored a touchdown. So that's what I mean by, like, the how, you know? You got the blueprint. It's right there. Uh, they didn't run that play again in the second half. Or the rest of that half. I think this is the first half. All right, I'm supposed to get to, to the other guys. Should I even do it? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let me get to the other guys. So this these are three guys. And then the last person, you're probably going to be like, well, why is he on or he's not another guy? Share me out. Okay, share me out. Nashawn Wright. Yesterday, uh, somebody called in and, and we talked about Nashawn. I said, I got to go watch the film. But it didn't, seem, it didn't seem like he was an issue. I didn't, you know, I didn't hear his name a lot. On Vacha's show, was like, yeah, he didn't die. So it seemed cool. So I said, I'm going to go watch him. I know this is going to seem crazy because I got two defensive guys on here. And I have here career game. I mean, yes, <laughs> technically is a career game for Nation Wright. He had 39 snaps, okay? He had nine tackles in that game. He was targeted seven times. Gave up five receptions, but only 35 yards. Had two pass breakups. One of them was the... Kind of weird one in the back of the end zone, but it is what it is. He had two stops and a tackle for loss. He looked more comfortable this game than he did last game. And, and again, that, him kind of getting thrown in the fire, I, can, I get it, right? He's not preparing to be the starter or get as many snaps with Kelvin Joseph being the guy last week. But he felt more sure of himself. Now, they got him on an over route. That's, that's going to be tough for him. He's a long guy. Not really quick in his feet or whatnot. So over routes are going to be a problem. And they just happened to find an advantageous situation. They caught the Cowboys in the man man coverage. They they put uh Nation, I think it was on uh Smith on the inside. So he was on the in the slot, which he shouldn't have been. And they caught him, right? It is what it is. But when he was playing primarily on the boundary, he just seemed a lot more comfortable. And I, I kind of low-key wish they would have 
tried him on one of those deep routes where he was playing some cover two. Um, and, and just 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 see what happens. Just see if his length. Because we saw in preseason, man. It was like, man, you 6'4? How you not getting him the ball? So I would have liked to see him kind of try him deeper to see if if he can be the the fix to those deep balls um uh, that were killing the Cowboys against Anthony Brown and um A B. But yes, this this was a career game for Nation Wright. And he's one of those guys that say, okay. I know the defense gave up a ton of yards and wasn't a great day, but this specific player, I think he has to build on top of that game. Now, I had to be specific about these last two. Run game, Anthony Barr. <laughs> I got to be specific here because before I get to the good about Anthony Barr, he mouse and house in the past game. And if, and if teams start to notice that, with LVE out, and they're not using Jabril Cox. Well, let's just hope they don't notice it in the playoffs. Because in the in, in the past game, he just doesn't look comfortable. But in the run game, I thought this was the best he looked since the Cincinnati game, which ironically was the this the first amount the the most stops he had in the game, which was five. This game he had four, and I think because of that dropped interception and watching. One guy, you know, they did this. They must have watched the tape against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They scored a touchdown with Zay Jones by having a tight end cross uh, Barr's face, and then they had Zay Jones come underneath, boom, touchdown. The, the Eagles did the same thing. Actually, the Cowboys did that to the Eagles too. But the Eagles did the same thing. They had one guy cross his face. Anthony Barr kind of got a little jittery. Other guy comes across to get a big play. So in my head, I was like, man, Anthony Barr was good. Watch the game like, shit. Andy Barr was pretty damn good in the, run, in the run game. Like, really good in the run game. He looked like the Anthony Barr that we hoped for when we when we signed him. He was very decisive. He was physical. He was shedding. He was making stops. He got the fumble recovery, right? Um, that's the Anthony Barr you want to see in the run game. I still think you're probably going to need to kind of rotate him, especially in the past game, but no LVE, so they couldn't really take him out as much. But you did see... Uh, Luke, Luke Gifford, almost called him Luke Vanderesh. Luke Gifford in the game, and Luke had a really good play where he um he was scraped, he scraped real fast, and I was like, okay, Luke Gifford. But uh, yeah, Anthony Barr in the run game is, is one of my other guys that I thought performed well, and this is where I disagree with Bobby Bell. He said he said Anthony Barr played bad. I, I maybe in pass coverage, but in the run game, he was really good. He was your best linebacker by far in the run game. Um, and then pass game, Tony Pollard. Again, I have to specify because in the run game, Cowboys weren't good. But Tony continues to show why he really should be a feature of this offense. I don't care who you're up against. Now, because of the receptions, he was able to notch 15 touches, which is the minimum we talk about. He only got nine carries, but he got 15 touches because of the six receptions. This is the third time of the second time he got six receptions in the game. And he averaged over 10 yards per reception. But this is the fifth time he had at least four receptions this season, and the Cowboys are four and one in those games. I'm not saying that's the reason they won, but you know, you get what I'm at, right? Get him the ball by hook or crook. Ironically, three of those games come in the last three games. He had four receptions prior two games to Saturday and then six on Saturday. When he had that six reception, 100 and something yard game, two touchdowns against the, the Vikings. I said, this, this, we need to continue to do this. This is how you unlock another level of your offenses to continue to get Tony Pollard involved in the pass game. And I saw them do it in a more deliberate way against Philly. They they did one of those, those mesh routes, right, where they had a receiver, I want to say it was Noah, across the linebacker's face, and Tony Pollard come right underneath that. Um, and he also caught him on kind of a choice route, which I was shocked. We never see our running backs run that unless TP was supposed to run that, but it looked like a choice route. And, 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 and netted a big play, like 11-yard gain that got him down inside five. So more of TP in the pass game, please. I don't care if it's him motioning out. I don't care if it's him on the orbit. I don't care if it's him on a play action or him just going straight out to the flats. Get him involved. These are some of those long handoffs Mr. Ronnie was talking about, right? He got involved in the screen game. Watch that screen. Boy, you can tell they don't, they don't, they don't run those really well. Even Zach Martin was looking around like, right, did it work? It were. He turned around. Tony Pollard got you nine yards. 
So get TP involved in the pass game every single outing. Because if he only has a nine-carry game, you can say, yeah, but we got seven receptions from him. If 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 a Michael Gallup is struggling, if Noah Brown is not involved in the pass game, if for whatever reason you're not going to these tight ends, well, TP can get off. So those are kind of my other guys uh, from that game. Um, and I use other guys a little bit loosely because TP is, is not another guy. He's a feature player, but... Nashawn Wright is, is kind of another guy. Anthony Barr, a bit of an afterthought in that game. There wasn't the Deron Blands of the world, the Dak Prescott's, the CeeDee Lambs, or whatnot. So, there you have it. Let's see what y'all saying there. Uh, Will said, Cox, Jabril Cox must have pissed somebody off because he, he's not sniffing defense. Yeah, that's a big swing and a miss for me. I, I'm still big on Jabril Cox. I just, I am. You know, I, I don't know, man. I feel like his, you know, his skill set could be used but he must not be looking right man he must not be looking right all right let's get back into these lines so we can can finish this thing Deshaun, what's goody that's good guys what's up man so me personally so also i think you forgot about the fourth and one is where uh he pitched it out to zeke i'm pretty sure you talked about it already he pitched it out to zeke i forgot who 87 yeah. was 87 hits flying back and zeke hit the hole for like 21 yards yeah Pen- hendershot had a good had a good block on that too mm-hmm. and so i just personally feel like you have all these tight ends who can block and you're not even trying to use them like i i was at the game and i kept seeing whenever he went to shotgun whatever They'll blow up the middle, or Tony or Zeke wouldn't have really nowhere to go because nowhere. they'll be like the guard. And I'm like, okay, Kellen, like I, I get it. I know you're trying to run, but why not use some eye formation? Why not, like instead of going like head on, head on, use some creativity to get your players open gaps to make them be like, okay, is it reverse or whatever? I just, I just personally feel like Kellen is. Kellen, like I said, Kellen's running just to run, but also Kellen's run just kind of shut up. And he's running because, like, to, okay, to well, meet a quota. Then, they, they they have yeah. a quota that that McCarthy constantly talks about, um, and, and that's why it's 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 arrogant and how he, he just comes out like, yeah, you know, we got to our numbers and uh, yada yada yada. Well, it shouldn't be about getting to a number, but but I digress. I, me personally, I want to run deep in the playoffs to so get him out out of here. I, I've been telling people the only way Kellen Moore get up out of here is he has to get a head coaching job, and. At this point, Dak gonna have to save him to get to that point because I ship this behind over to the Cardinals. Let him have fun with Kyler Murray and them because right now he he's not understanding the strength of consistency. Uh, if something works, try it again to see if it works. Like continue to do that until they force you to stop it. Like it's an identity for a reason. You you can't just go out there throwing plays out and trying to see trying to see that oh okay this works well, let me try something else. No, if something works, continue to do it. But see, my issue, my biggest concern is this. When Cooper Rush went and it was time for him to play, why did Kellen Moore start being a lot more creative? But soon that comes back in. It's all, everything just dies down all over again. But it's he like, wasn't though. Like, 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 like that, that, that's the thing. I don't, I don't want us to get too, too elementary with this. He was creative with Dak in, in, when he came back. This is a recent thing. That's why, I, that's why I said it's a troubling trend uh, recently. It, it, you know, Dak has played now 10 games, right? I think it's, it's been 10 games since he came mm-hmm. back, something like that. Yeah. Um, and for mo- for most of those games, we, we saw, and that's why I was heralding him as being creative in the run game. I don't know why recently we're kind of reverting to a bit, being a bit lazy, in my opinion, in it. But but I'm I don't want to I don't want to act like he he just completely went away from being creative in the run game. It's recently that that, that has happened, in my opinion. Yeah. But I'm telling you, Scott, hey, if we don't be creative in the run game, you know what's going to happen? Tampa Bay going to bounce our ass right up out of there. They're oh, going to sure. bounce us right up out of there. And you, we, you, and the whole Cowboys community is going to be talking. Eagles fans going to be laughing at us. And if we, we can't get our third round, if this don't get fixed. And Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is playing terrible. It's not a good team, man. But but they got that quarterback, and, and I will never do this again. If it's Tampa, if it's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, you just got to go beat them. I'm I'm not I'm not yeah. I'm not talking about oh it's they're old nope go beat them because you can't you have it so beat them. All right, dear Scott, thank you. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. Let's get the bro G. What's goody? What's up, my man Scott? Good morning. Good morning, good sir. Uh, good morning to uh yes, sir. Good morning to America's fans. Hey, uh, 
Yeah, man. I want to shout out to Nashawn Wright, man. He's from my area. One of the about where he's from, maybe like 25 miles. He's from East Palo Alto. So, uh, yeah, he. I don't know if you know, but he was also on that show uh, on Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, Last, Last Chance, Chance U. Yep. When he got drafted, yeah, we he was about he that. was on that show. Okay, okay. I didn't know if y'all knew that. Yes, I want to. Yeah, I know. He 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 balled out a little bit. Um, uh, that's that. And I see what you're saying about the runway and what everyone else is saying about the run game. Uh, I think uh, you've been saying it. Law Nation's been saying it. When we run, but we don't run with a purpose. You know, we uh, we're running for that quota. We get to hit that certain number of runs that we need to get. Whatever. Let me, let me tell you like what. Like I see with the. Uh, let me tell you what dribbling with a purpose looks like, bro. G. The Eagles, go watch their sequence yes. of plays to to open up the game. Oh, they they and then they did it again on fourth down, but. They deliberately ran the same passing concept, quick slant, RPO thing to toy with Trayvon. They toyed with our all-pro cornerback, right? They said, okay, on the left side, Mm we're going to send the inside guy to the flat, the outside guy on the quick slant. We're going to throw it to to, to A.J. Brown. Two plays later, same RPO look. They did the sluggo and got 50-something. That is setting up your plays, man. Yep. Yep. And I just wish we could do it a little bit more. You took the words right out of my mouth again. We need to run, have a, a, a same formation and be able to run like three or four plays off that same formation, whether it be pass or run, so they don't know what we're going to do. We're so we're so predictable. I know you hate that pistol formation we do. Oh, I can't um, stand the pistol. Like, what, yeah. what, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, I hear you on that. And uh, What I really want to uh, talk about is uh, our, our defense, man. Uh, okay. I noticed that we haven't been there the last three weeks. We haven't been able to get to the quarterback because the quarterback just gets the ball out too freaking quick. I was like, dang, why, what's the reason for them? I mean, for us, you know, I mean, for one, our D-line, you know, just their, you know, they can't hold on to They don't got no time to hold on to so they get it out as quick as possible. And I'm it's thinking, part of the game, man, huh? I don't know. Right, but if Jalen Hurst was playing, and I know most quarterbacks that are mobile, they don't hold on to the ball uh, probably a what well, a hundred of a second longer because you know they think they well, can get out of it with you know, with their legs, you know what I'm saying? So I who, who I don't know. And plus, Jalen Hurts he's not accurate when he's on the move. You know, if we if we flush them out, he has to throw him run. He's he, he's not that accurate. And uh, man, who knows? Man, we might beat we might have beat the Eagles even worse if Jalen Hurts was playing. So I hear all the Philly fans talking about this and that, but I know the most successful quarterbacks are not mobile because they get the ball out so quick. You got Brady, Peyton Manning, you know, Dak's starting to do it. Um, Trevor Lawrence, uh, the kid down in San Francisco is doing it. Man, they're getting the ball out very quick. That's because they're not mobile. You know, you can't, you know, you gotta, you can't afford to be taking them, them hits, you know, like quarterbacks that can move around and, and get loose. All right, that's that's all I really want to say uh, and see what you thought about that. Uh, so I'm going to get off the phone and listen to the rest of the show, Scott. I appreciate you, bro, G. You gotta, all right. You have a good one. one. Yeah, it's uh, I I'd be lying if I said it wasn't in my mind. Like, okay, is the word concerning? I guess, I guess, I guess I could say I'm concerned because it feels like the pass rush has hit a bit of a, a wall, and it, it ain't just like Micah. Like, like Micah over the last two weeks have has created twenty pressures, twenty. Now he only got home once, and, and I can't blame all that on him. I mean, quarterbacks just throwing the ball away once he gets over there. Uh, but but again. We talk about the other guys, right? <laughs> Where are they? Beginning of the year, it was an onslaught of dudes. It was an onslaught. Now it's it's like, where are the rest of the guys? Michael Parsons is only one man. Um, and, and maybe and, you know, maybe we get into the playoffs and, and, and they'll, you know, ratchet back up. They'll turn it back on. Maybe you know these stunts. I talked about this before. You know, we are a very heavy stunt team, and sometimes stunt sometimes stunts take a long time. That's just the nature of the of the play. Maybe we just say, hey, Osa, go beat your guy. Uh Fowler, go beat your guy. D Law, go beat your guy. And then you match that with the back end because right now, the the play that emphasizes this whole thing is when he blitzed, but he had his DBs playing back. That really made no sense on third and basically long. 
Like, we're not matching the pass rush with the secondary anymore. I felt like they had a very great marriage uh, for, for half, or, half or majority of the season. Now, because maybe what's happening in the secondary, we're trying to figure things out back there that just doesn't seem to be that same symmetry. So, a question that we could pose. You trust the secondary more of the pass rush going into the playoffs. I guess part of me still, because of who you got up there, I still trust the, the pass rush. I still trust him. I know one sack in three games, but I do love what Mike McCarthy said. Hey, the only people that need to be worried about the pass rush is the opposing team. Because you got a Mike over there. You still got a D-Law over there. Sam Williams will be back, right? Fowler, like, these guys are still good. Uh, the Eagles offensive line is really good, too. But I don't think you're going to run into the offensive line. And if you're going to be a team that wants to get the ball out fast all the time, I, I would hope that Dan Quinn matches that with playing a bit tighter coverage. Six oh nine, what's good? Yeah, what's, what's good? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I got you. All right. So I wasn't going to ask the Kellen Moore question, but the guy just before took my question. Okay. So I don't want to make this the Kellen Moore show. Yeah. Like for the last four or five years since he's been the coordinator, I mean, you look at it, he's always done something stupid throughout the year. You know, that one year I think it was twenty nineteen before that got hurt, but he didn't run the ball at all. That's just all 40, 50 times a game damn there, and he put up crazy numbers. In 2020, he was looking the same way until he got hurt. You know, he wasn't really running the ball. He was, you know, doing whatever. And now, now we're running the ball too much on first and second down, like you said. Like, Kevin Moore is always doing something. He's just, he, 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 over the season, he just loses his creativity and he loses his, I don't know, he just loses his swag. And he starts doing stupid shit, trying to do too much, I think, towards the end of the season. I don't, I don't think that's wrong. We talked about that in the off season, right? Like the the, yeah. the trend, no, for sure, yeah, for sure, the, the, for sure. the trend of Kellen was was that you know starts off hot and then we we get we start getting yep. towards the end of the season and we're like, uh, yep. why are we looking weird? And yeah. I have, I've only like, used that word once. Is, when are we gonna expect something different? When are we gonna expect something different from him? He's, he's showing oh, well. his colors. Well, he is what he is. Straight now. He, he, exactly. he exactly. is what he is at this point, and you're just going to have to to hope that again. Like I always say, he catches a heater in the playoffs, and, and or you you know you're able to overcome it. That, that that it is what it is. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Like I said, I wasn't going to ask a couple more questions. That's all I really have for you. I was going to ask about the sacks and you know where they're you know why are we not getting more sacks? But like you said, they're getting the ball out quicker. You know, it's just. Defense is just starting to adjust to our defense. Their secondary isn't as good anymore. They can, yep. they can throw the ball quicker. They can, they, can, they can get it out. You know, we're not we're not covering people as sticky as we were. When Anthony Brown out there, you know, it's just it adds a whole different dynamic when you lose, you know, to your starting corners throughout the season. Yeah, you know, for it, sure. It, 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 it opens up, it opens up lanes and shit like that. So I appreciate you for the call, man. That's all I had really for you today. I hope you have a good day. All right. Appreciate you, man. Good call. Good call. Hit. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't dropped this one in a minute, but look. It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. You need him to catch a heater. I, I've seen him get into a pocket where it's like, ooh, I want to shimmy a little bit. I mean, it's looking good. And, and, and then he'd be like, wait, what? Triple-double dog there after a turnover to Kevontae Turpin and Dak Prescott. That wasn't even open. Yeah. I don't want Dak to have to play hero ball. And don't take that as, oh, you don't believe in that. That's not the case. Joe Burrow's phenomenal. Joe Burrow was atrocious in one of those games in the playoffs, and his team got like three turnovers, and they scored 19 points. I'd take a dub like that to get me to the, to the championship game in the playoffs. I will. But see, 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 the, the things are just different here. We, we are conditioned to expect for to put on put the team on his back all the time when we don't look around the league and that that's just that's not what happens in these here playoffs it, it takes the collective yeah he put the team on his back against the eagles there's no doubt about that i don't want to see that constantly in the playoffs if it happens now we're talking about speaking of the mavericks we're talking about a dirk Nowitzki type of run right where hey dirk the only dude doing it i don't want that I don't want that, but if he do it, boy, can you imagine? I'm going to get canceled. That's for sure. All right, final call. I believe this is this is toxic. What's up, man? Good morning, Sky. Good morning, Sky. 
Morning. See, I don't call in just because when they lose. Uh, yeah, your call. Go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to say I grew up in Pennsylvania, too, and I remember getting heckled as a kid when I would wear my Emmett Smith jersey and stuff and seeing Eagle fans talk their shit. And I didn't have to say anything because they're a poverty franchise. I don't concern myself with the sheet because they talk because they want to get a rise out of us. So I'm just happy that they took care of business and sent those dirty fucking birds home. So I know you had a great Christmas that you probably talked to some friends and family and with the big shit eating grin on your face. Oh, they made pointing it at the scoreboard. They made it so much easier to have a good Christmas. Oh, they always do. But uh, the only other thing I will say is I want to say you're doing great work and I really love what you have to say about what's going on with the offense, you and other content creators, because you're not hearing about this, you know, other than in the realm of the Vach, the, the law nation and yourself. Because as Ronnie pointed out, when you got Tyrone Biggums as your offensive coordinator, you know, just worrying about getting his next high, of course he's going to, quote, glitch out. Uh, You don't get in bed with a crackhead. So I'm starting to wonder when you say his glitch, I don't think it's a glitch. I just think this is who Kellen Moore is. is And when he is is empowered by Jerry Jones and he has Mm -hmm. more power than the offensive coordinator in some regard, Callum Moore's not going to change because he's ironically, he's kind of bulletproof. And this whole situation again, just gives me Garrett Romo vibes because we wasted Tony Romo's career and Tony Romo got from a lot of these fans who now love him. He got roasted for years by some of our fans and he carried some bad teams and his back literally broke because of it. And I, I am just so worried now Dak Prescott is going through the exact same thing, and now some of our same fans are just saying, well, Dak can't get the job done. Yeah, well, when you got the idiot over there who can't game plan, and when shit hits the fan and he just starts fretting and just gets conservative like his actual dad, Jason Garrett, what do you expect to happen? It's just it's the same thing. And this is why I'm toxic, because you would think after so many years, I mean a decade of Jason Garrett and seeing this exact same thing, why are we going back to the Jason Garrett tree in philosophy? And I know a lot of Cowboy fans are confident. But don't lie to yourself. You're worried about Tampa Bay. You are. Because deep down, you know that you hate hearing me say it. Part of you is worried they're going to lose. And that's the problem with this entire thing. I hope I'm wrong. Well, I Tampa really Bay do. specifically is the quarterback. It's Tom Brady. Oh, I just... Yeah. I, I just... I don't even think Tom Brady's the biggest enemy. It's ourselves. What? I, that's the worst part. I, I just listen, brother. If we play Seattle, the Falcons, uh, the Vikings, you know, any of these other teams mm-hmm. like that, I 100% would have a different level going into that into that game. But I'm not going to lie to myself. It's Tom Brady. What are we talking about here? In the playoffs, I am more worried about Kellen Moore and his ability to do a Josh McDaniels and just rip shit apart and just find a way to trip over himself than Tom Brady right now. Because you can't get yeah, well, rid of uh, Kellen Moore. Until proven otherwise, hurt, if Tom man. Brady's on the schedule and Aaron Rodgers is on the schedule, I'm worried about Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers until proven otherwise. You haven't beaten Tom Brady ever. so Ever. Tom Brady's always beaten the Cowboys. You are 100% correct. I just, I really hope if, if we lose round one, that Kellen Moore goes to and they and they just cleanse and buy a ton of sage and just cleanse that star. I don't even want a guy named Jason on the roster. Just get rid of it. Uh, this era has to die. Everything about Jason Garrett has to die. Cut the damn cancer out because it's either we're going to succeed with Mike McCarthy and because he's done great things about this culture or we're going to die by this ego that I know what I'm doing because I'm quote a football mind I love Kellen Moore like a son. That is my ultimate worry. But other than that, have a happy New Year, Sky. I'm looking forward to hearing from you uh, next year in 2023 and the bigger and better things to come with A to Z Sports. And uh, hoping to goodness you get that studio soon, man. Keep up the great work and uh, have a great year. Appreciate you, Tom. Story time. Since we're talking about Kellen Moore. There was, there was people putting on the cape. I don't know if they in this chat or not yesterday. And somebody specifically said, well, how do you explain 
you know, Dak being better since Kellen came to offense, being better since Ke- first of all, it wasn't hard to be better than the Scott Linehan offense of 2018, right? Like that offense, that was the fourth year, 14, 15, 16, 17, fifth year of Scott Linehan. It got stale. The game passed Scott. It wasn't hard to do that, number one. Number two, we're still talking about a young developing quarterback that was Dak Prescott at that time. Number three, and most importantly, Kellen Moore is not coaching Dak Prescott. I think I think we tend to forget the relationship that they have. Well, Scott, how do you explain? I can explain. Number one, natural development from your quarterback. Number one. More talent in his pinky than Kellen Moore. Number two, and listen closely, John Kitna. We we want to act like Kellen's responsible for Dak's ascension. No. Kellen just opened up the playbook and allowed to air it out more. But the actual development of the quarterback taking that next kind of mental and physical step was John Kitna working with Kellen Moore for two or with Dak Prescott for two seasons, not one, two. Well, why didn't they bring back John Kitna? Kellen Moore. Seriously, this wasn't a McCarthy didn't want John Kitna, which a little bit of me thought so. I thought maybe, hey, McCarthy just wants his own guys, yada, yada, and we know that. Jerry threw Kellen on McCarthy. And maybe McCarthy wanted other guys. Well, I ain't saying specifics, but I do know that Kellen Moore specifically did not want John Kitna to return. Felt he had too much influence in that room. Remove John Kitna, Kellen Moore ascension. And I know Tom is talking about the Jason Garrett thing. And, 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 and part of me used to feel that way, like worried that he would become the head coach type thing. But, but I don't think they even look at him as head coach material. Like they can't possibly look at Kellen Moore, but yeah, he are head coach. There's too many other options. I think that they would, they would go with, but there was a part of me that did believe that, but, but I'm kind of on the other side now. I don't think they would hire him as head coach, but when people ask me about that and, and, and want to, again, put this cape on for the dude, he didn't elevate your quarterback. Your quarterback elevated him. I don't know how many times I got to say that. The proof is in the pudding. Remove Dak Prescott. <laughs> Answer Dak Prescott. Pew. He is not the reason. Your cue took kind of that next step. The guy is not here anymore is the reason that he took that next step. But people want to keep putting that cape on because they see these numbers, but they don't want to talk about situational football. That's what's going to win you and lose you games. Not big giant numbers, situational football. Okay. Game plans. I digress. El Tino said, Kitna, what happened? Well, I just told you, bro. He didn't want him. Too much influence in that room. Which ticks me off because Kit was great. He was great for Dak. He was, I think he would have been a great... I don't know if he wanted to be a coordinator or not, but I would have loved to see him coordinate <laughs> or at least stay as a quarterback coach. But here we are. All right, Cowboys Nation, I got to get up out of here. This actually went longer than I thought it would, but but it was it was good. We had a good talk today. I know some people don't like this kind of talk. Uh, I saw some people in the chat. Oh, we got too many. Listen, man, I say this all the time. I really do appreciate all types of fans, but if, if you're looking to come here for one specific side of things or you just want the low-hanging fruit or uh, you want the doom and gloom or you want the rah-rah. You're not going to get that here. You're going to get a bunch of context. We're going to dive into things. I, I love to critically think, and, and 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 that's what I do on this show. So if it ain't for you, 
cool. But if it is, hit that like button, subscribe. I think we got a good thing going here. And we're only going to continue to build it. Um, show tomorrow is going to be very interesting. We'll have uh, the Nashville team on this side. Actually, we'll be on the Nashville's channel as well, which I got to figure out. We'll be on their channel. They'll be on our channel. We'll be talking Titans, Cowboys. I wish it was a bit different. I wish it mattered more to the Titans. They weren't as banged up. But um, we're still going to have a, a good show with those guys. And then later on in the, in the evening, we will be doing the game day live. Me and Jesse will be at the crib. So tomorrow will be all Titans talk. Really weird week off Monday, only two days of uh, regular Cowboys talk. And then we'll break down the, the, the opposing team one day. So we'll, we'll cover everything tomorrow um, with Zach and Austin. They, they, they do an amazing job over there covering the Titans. They, you know, it ain't, it's different in how they do it, but they still do a great job. And uh, we'll bring it all together. This should be a good show, man. Um, Mo, today Wednesday. Yep, Mo will be back on Wednesday today, tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime. He continues to kill it, and then I'll be on for the final show of the week. Again, a weird week uh, with Vach on the volume. We'll be breaking down the Titans uh, in that game or with him. And you guys can call in that show too if you want to talk. But um, good stuff today. I appreciate y'all. Really, really good stuff. Uh, I didn't know where this would go, but y'all helped kind of swing it to where where it went. And uh, ended up being a really quality show. And that's all I try to do. Let's give y'all a quality show, man. That's all I try to do. Oh, before I get out of here. Where you at? Where they at? Dope. I have a tendency to always forget about Super Chats. Because I don't ever. There was a point in time in my YouTube career where you're like, hey, and if you support the show, send a Super Chat so you remember Super Chats. I don't I don't, I don't, don't ask y'all for y'all money. Y'all do that out of the kindness of y'all hearts. And I appreciate that. But I also want to make sure I read them. So. That's why it slips my mind. I don't forget about y'all. Uh, I think it was Sports Guru. A couple, a couple I missed yesterday too. Sports Guru dropped one that said Kellen Moore has to has to Boise State gadget play up every game. Yeah, for no damn reason. And then Triple D said Jedi Dak had a Bradbury jam and bacon sandwich on the best defense in the league. That got guts and skill, baby. I don't know what else y'all want. Facts. Facts. I like that one. All right. Let me get out of here and set up for this meeting. Appreciate y'all, Cowboys Nation. I got to hit that button. Blake Jarwin back. Uh, Blake Jarwin is apparently trying out for the Eagles. I guess they're trying to get intel. That's all I could think of. I mean, Goddard, they got that other tight end. It was pretty solid. I really need Blake. But they probably say, hey, dog, that can't be doing that to us again, man. What, what you know about Kellen's playbook, Blake? We out of here. Love y'all. Peace. Wow!